welcome back to another heartwarming edition of the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we take the movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my friend, co-host, and what's wrong with his eyes? Alex Dandino. (laughs) (laughs) It's a misquote, I know, but I love it. All right, before today's just endearing story about a new family forging their way in the world a little bit of business people what are you doing get on over to patreon.com slash film alchemist pod you're here you like the show you know you want some mo what's better than enough mo that's what you want mo film alchemist pod uh is on patreon again patreon.com slash film alchemist pod i got it that time i did better the second time guys for as little as a dollar a month you get in you meet our friends see the community we're building over there they're lovely uh as you climb the official highlander tier ranking system guys you get a vote on the movies exclusives every month commentaries with uh awesome friends and guests coming out We've got really cool little mini-series we're cooking up. All kinds of fun stuff that's over there. We know dollars are hard-earned, so we are working our aces off. Our supple, ample aces off to earn those dollars. Again, that's (laughs) patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Make sure you go to YouTube. Subscribe to our channel over there to see video versions of most of our podcasts, as well as some of that fun content I've been previewing forever. It feels like forever. We're going to find the time. Uh, again, that's Film Alchemist on YouTube. Email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com, and find us on all the social platforms you're on. We're easy to get a hold of, and we love to hear from you. Make sure you leave us a rating and review wherever you find the show. It helps us defeat the algorithmic nosy neighbors that be trying to get up in our wombs and mess with our babes. We don't want that, so go on over yeah, and help us. Yeah, get out of here. Stop knocking on my door with your mooses. This is my womb we're talking about. All right. Up front, this is the finale for the Pod Has Bad Neighbors Month. As most of you know, Alex and I are busy guys, but we keep an ambitious recording schedule. So this movie we're recording well in advance. Um to date it from whenever you'll hear the big news just dropped uh from the supreme court regarding a roe versus a Wade, leaked right? opinion letter that would overturn roe versus yeah. Wade. my only hope is that by the time you've heard this sanity has returned and all is that is well literally right? my only hope right now am i hopeful not really i will say this having read that news and had to watch the the sadness and the despair from so many people I love. Uh, and then turning on Rosemary's Baby was a fucking experience, Rough. right? Sometimes things are happening in the real world that change the way you watch a movie. Um, With where we're at in the world, this movie, the thing I love most about Rosemary's Baby, and I adore this film, is the way it is so viscerally affecting every time I watch it no matter how many times I've seen it right and this one maybe today it was just a lot extra on no one taking Rosemary's voice into opinion um taking control of her body touching her body moving her around obviously the horrendous scene in the middle um I it's a it's a movie that on its very core feels innocuous compared to a lot of horror films right There's not a lot of rubbing your face in the scariness, right? There's not blood and guts and that many monsters and things like that. But this movie has such an ever-looming sense of dread. Um, And yeah, it's just beautifully acted, well-crafted, man. Um, I was stunned by this movie yet again. Alex, your opening thoughts on Rosemary's Baby. I mean, can I just copy everything you said? Like this, it's all the same. It's very. It feels super, like odd. Like yeah, unfortunately relevant right now. But beyond that, yeah, like there's just something yeah. so. Everything about the movie is just dripping foreboding. Like there's nothing about it that makes me feel like this will end well. Oh, I'm sure Rosemary and Guy will figure this whole 
marriage and having a kid thing out. Like there is something so sinister the entire time. And I think, and look, I do not condone Roman Polanski's behavior in any way, shape or form. He's clearly a scumbag. This movie though is so uniquely directed. Yeah. And especially for the time, this movie came out in was it sixty seven? I can't remember sixty eight. Yeah. Shocking that he had the eye of a looming predator. Yeah, who knew uh, that he was going to end up being film. a diddler? But you know, <laughs> yeah. No, fuck that guy. I agree. But, I know a lot of but, people don't separate art from artists. We are firmly on the fuck Roman Polanski portrayal. But this is what makes Rosemary's Baby so unique, and especially not just for the time it came out, but just overall is like. The movie is so well assigned to Rosemary's point of view. We're never, we never know more than Rosemary the entire movie. And I think that's what makes the movie not just so foreboding, but also so good because Mia Farrow is also doing this. She wasn't even supposed to be in this movie. Like Mia Farrow is doing this incredible performance that's, it's not even a nuanced thing. What it is is like true. It's true terror the entire time. It's terror because she's lost the ability to. She's lost the ability to have control over her body. She's lost the ability to have control over her life in general because so many other things are going on around her. I think that that is what makes Mia Farrow so exceptional. Like, any other actress, I'm not sure this works as cor- works correctly. Like, so Frank Sinatra and Mia Farrow were famously together. He literally was like, I don't want you to work when we're married. And she was like, I have to do this movie. I'm like, okay. I think it might have been about this, too, because he wanted her to. He was like, don't do that. Do the detective, the movie that he had. Out of the I that thought that no too. one's ever seen. Like, cause I also thought yeah. there was another movie, but like there was another part that there, I was reading that he apparently demanded that she, like the, the quote is she demanded he forego the, she, that she forgo her career once, once they wed, which is like insane. Classic. Crazy person. Like, don't do that again. Uh, using what you know in real life, right? A shitty, narcissistic, artistic husband uh, taking advantage. I think what you said is really interesting, right? Because I do feel like the movie is this really horrifying blend on this viewing, right? Uh, I think we do know more than Rosemary, but not quite as much, right? I think we all know what happened. I think what the, what I was really picking up on today is that I think she also knows the thing that is fucking horrifying. Well, she knows she just is can't. watching her revert back to polite society. I think right that all these moments of she knows something is bad. She has that intuition. She knows it is wrong. Right. But a trusted old person, her husband, a doctor, a top of his field doctor, someone is always telling her. You're being right. absurd and watching her relent and then go back to that kind, smiling, good-hearted person. It's so hard to watch her just keep, even at the end of the film, right? But we've, we've been through so much. We know exactly what's happening. Right. Is the old people are like, we're off to travel the world, you know? Uh, and she's just like, oh, do come back. After she just found out they're fucking Satan, whatever. I think that is the thing that really I honed in on today was well, this movie, the fear of it is not possession and this and that. This is the same as the movie where you know something's wrong and no one will right. fucking Well, I mean, I think that's you. what makes Rosemary. That's what I mean by when I say, like, we don't know more than Rosemary's because we are as informed as Rosemary because we're in the same where she's in the driver's seat. So we're just as suspicious as she is the entire movie. All we have to go on is Rosemary's instinct, not our own. Like, you know, you can deduce because the movie's called Rosemary's Baby and there's a creepy poster that probably something is not super on, you know, the level. But the point of the movie is to... What if it was just like this happy baby and she's like... Oh gosh, that was really scary. And they're like, "We know, we are so sorry for how we right. behave." Like, what if? And yeah, what like, if it's like, know, "Hey, li- li- listen, we found out the baby's okay. Like, it's all like, like that would be, 
what a movie. Um, <laughs> but I think that's what it is, is it's about being, it's about living with the paranoia that Rosemary lives with the entire movie. Like from the jump, like the place is old and creepy, dude. Like it is a fucking weird, yeah. it is a fucking weird building. That apartment they look at screams Satan worshiper pretty fast. No one has that many leather bound dishes no. except for people. Way doing too many leather bound right dish for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what I was struck by this time too watching was trying to pinpoint the exact moment that this deal was signed. Cause I, I was asking Amy, we we're watching the first scene and I was just like, did he already know? Did her husband, the actor already know because he's an actor you got to buy in because she thinks it happens. Uh, there's obviously the scene when they're when he's like, oh, sorry, I've been a dick. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no shit. And he's like, here's some roses. Let's make some baby. And you're like, wait, what? She thinks that's the like, oh, he's in on it now. moment. Obviously, he is. I was thinking, though, I was like, there's a way. Do you think these Satanists are just letting any old people come up and look at this fucking apartment? Do you think they're not that the machinations of this are not already in? So this becomes this really fucking horrifying thought experiment of at what point did someone with ties to this satanic coven or whatever coven coven go see American movie uh, the people in this coven decided, hey, there's an actor who will literally sell his wife to get a role, right? At what point? Does that occur? Well, and at what point does he fucking know? Because there's the scene, right, where they're having the first dinner and he's talking shit on the Pope. They go in and wash the dishes. They come back and they're smoking. There's a look on Cassavetti's face right there. Right? It's like, I think the first lifeline has been thrown. I'm going to say this. The real tragedy of this movie is that it doesn't take place in Los Angeles. And you're looking at these Satanists, you're like, you guys are wasting your time. Have you been to L.A.? You could literally walk like to Hollywood and Highland, stand on the corner, and be like, "Listen, if you sell your soul, if you sell your firstborn to me to make him the Antichrist, <laughs> you will be the world's greatest actor." There'll be a line down the block for interviews. Yeah, this doesn't have to be so. This hard doesn't have to be difficult. You don't gotta be throwing this. people out windows, guys. There, you don't have to be stealing mittens. There is to a do curses. like. There is a filthy Iron Man costumed man out there right now, fully willing to just sell his soul. Like they spend so much that that's hey. because to, to your point, they just spend so much time. They must've spent so much time trying to find the right person. Or did they literally like, is it like, you know, throwing a rock on Broadway to find a working actor? And you're like that guy. Here's the trick though. Right. Cause I agree. Having lived in LA, you're like, most of us had but, that day where you're like right now, here's, right now I'd sell my soul. Do they need, Someone who doesn't want it, right? Is there a, does the the baby, the evil growing inside, does it need to get its nourishment from destroying that, and feeding on her good my nature? Other, my other thought was what, because like, look, Guy Woodhouse seems like a pretty normal dude, like struggling actor, you know, other than being John Cassavetes, there's really nothing substantial about Guy. Um, Other than that, this guy is the biggest sack of fecal <laughs> in movie history. At one point, my notes just devolved to me just making a checklist of this guy's the biggest fucking scumbag. It, now, we've talked about a lot was it of during the movies. scene. Like, I, I'll tell you right now, I completely forgot that he cops to raping her. Okay. Like, we're jumping. There's way a lot ahead, of bad stuff. But like, first off. <laughs> Let's just get a couple of my off the top, right? The fact that at the end when he tells Rosemary at the very last scene of the movie, he goes, hey, we're getting so much in return. We'll get like, another one. Dude, I was like, you made a deal to sell your wife to the devil and you still have to audition and learn lines. What? A like you don't shit. just get the like satanic power to just be a charmer yeah. and just like get the gig. You're still worried you might not You're get still other worried gigs. About, like, you if you, How about this? If you bring the Antichrist into the world, you should get to be Marlon Brando. Cut to the front of the line and live your best life. Yeah. You should get any role you want and walk in and be instantly amazing without having to line read. Yes. Right? Or do the thing that has crutches, right? Anyway, 
That's neither here nor what there. What a simple bargain those Satanists must this? have made, though. Yeah. So not only does he say, let's have a baby on date night and does his date night after being a piece of shit just so he knows that Satan needs to copulate, right? Then he drugs his wife. The scene where this motherfucker is just sitting there watching a Yankees game, screaming at the TV, right? Maybe Mets, right? Some TV. From like two feet away, that's another red flag behavior. That's how babies watch TV. Neither here nor there. He tells Rosemary it's her fault. The the scene, and this is a great fucking beautiful scene, right? The long shot of the hallway. As we watch this man pick up. At one point she falls. He picks her up. Walks her ass into that bedroom, right? Leading her to the fucking slaughterhouse. So not only is this guy a huge piece of shit who's drugged his wife, is stripping her down for the the event to come, right? This was the line of the movie. I was so fucking mad I almost threw my phone. The next morning, Rosemary's asleep after what is probably one of the most dramatic moments that any human being could ever experience, <laughs> right. right? He goes, wake up. It's 9-10. I need breakfast. Smacks her on the ass. And she goes, and this is a woman who's just been sexually assaulted by the devil, slaps her ass, and she says, go eat out. And he goes, the hell I will. And jumps out of bed like, hey, get up and make me whatever. You're telling me you don't have, with this deal you made with the devil, you don't have an extra coin in your pocket to go ahead and get yourself a dollar fifty eggs? How about this? You made a deal with the devil. Why is there not just food yeah. every morning you wake food up? Food should just be there. It's he's such a fucking dude. How about when she walks in with her haircut and she goes, "It's Vidal Sassoon," and he goes, "You paid for that?" I was like, "This Bitch, mother, shut your mouth! You do not have. You are the. You aren't the vessel, sir. You are the delivery." How about this though? There's this heartbreaking line when she's talking to the therapist about how, oh, you know, he's he's an actor. It's part of his thing. He's narcissistic. He's so. He, he hasn't been with me. She she says like four times in the movie, like, how about we just are honest with each other? The fucking line, though, right after the sexual assault, right? Mm. And Rosemary just says to him when he's doing lines, she goes, you won't look at me anymore. It's just about is soul crushing a line and the earnest love in her voice. Right. You can hear in her voice like, what did I do? Yeah. It is so fucking gut-wrenching to watch. That is what Mia Farrow does so well in this movie, is that that veneer of belief in good and honesty and that things will work out right, constantly being abused, as we all know it's being abused. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Is John Cassavetti's character in this movie top 2% of worst characters ever in I would, a movie? I would say it's not a percentage. It's top five take worst this. characters in a movie ever. You you take this out, right? So take out your Hitlers and whoever, right? Like real-life people that have done real-life crimes. Take them out. Of just fictional characters, John Cassavetti's character in this movie has to be among the worst. At the end, Rosemary is weeping. She has seen the abomination she has born in the fucking orgy filled apartment of these fucking just squares right all that's happening he goes he's selling her his dream we're gonna go to the hills of beverly and i'm gonna be on miami right wave grinders whatever it'll be great right i swear to god i won't cheat on you <laughs> right he's he's pitching her his fucking dream we'll have even more kids because you know the last time i said that it went just well it'll be great i promise i promise <laughs> and when she spits in his face I've never been more happy. Oh, yeah. I, I stood like, up and clapped. Good. I never clapped. Yeah, I, like, I never. I clapped in my house. I was like, finally. Well done, Rosemary. Like, I don't even care if the people who made this film aren't here to appreciate it. I'm clapping for me. I, uh, yeah, just a piece of shit. This is something that I thought about. I've never thought of it this way because, uh, quite frankly, I am a guy and don't think about anything outside myself. Um. <laughs> I thought this time, is it possible that it's not about the deal that um, Guy makes with the Satanists? Is it possible? Because to your point, we were trying to figure out, like, why is Guy this struggling actor? Again, like, there's a million and one of them in the city. Like, actually, 
I gotta say, my one of my dear friends has been grinding it out and brought on Broadway for the last like decade since we got out of college. He just made his uh, Broadway debut, Alex Puet in Hades Town, but he he's grinded it out the whole time. My question is though, he's he was a job he's been a jobbing actor for like majority of his life. Is it not about the deal that guy made? Is it Rosemary who's the exception? Oh, for sure. She is that, special. I mean, I'm correct? telling you, when I first got out of film school, and you get to LA, and you're like, "This sucks." Yeah. Like, I I thought I'd be like, you know, working on actual movies, like right. good movies, right? And I'd be getting fair wages, and you know, you thought it would be this thing. You're like, God, I thought people damn, cared about people a, out here. Yeah. This is going to be like a Thunderdome knockdown drag out fight. Right. Um, in that moment at 25 with no wife, no kids, just going to bars to try to numb the pain. I 1000% would have sold my soul if I knew that Absolutely. was an option. So the trick is not selling your soul, right? He's not even, and this is the extra insidious layer that I never really thought about. He's not even selling Rosemary's soul. He's renting her fucking body. If he takes Rosemary's soul, right, that animating force, that divine spark, right? right? Well, then she's numb to what's happening, right? Then she does just become this automaton, right? This emotionless, you know, husk of a person, right? right? right. He takes her out of the vessel by leaving her soul intact and just trading her, her flesh, her body. Right. It's so much it's, more insane. It's terrifying. It's terrible. It is a complete. He's in the room and fucking watches. It's a complete loss of self, and that is like the really. That's the really scary thing. Like that. The the like the sexual assault sequence is always so. I remember the first time I watched it, I was like, "This feels so out of place for this movie." Like I don't fully understand why it's in here. Watching it because I've watched this movie a few times over the years. Watching it today as an older person, like older than I was the first time I saw it, I realize the jarring nature of it is meant to be this. You're not, like, it is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Like, why is this in this movie? This is so weird and sort of out of place because everything else feels so resolute and real that this surrealist experience is goes to like the point I was making earlier, which is that like Rosemary knows something happened but we know about as much as Rosemary does. Like we all know something went down. We just don't know what it was or why it was that. Like what's the deal? So I think that 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 to me is what is unique about Rosemary's baby is that they can throw something that really is in any other movie of its like that would be like this. It would feel so disjointed. Like you kind of like derail the story itself. This is so disjointed and disorienting it resets us in this movie to the point where we're like something fucking terrible just happened and we all have to like now figure it out with rosemary yeah. like we know something's wrong and now we have to really figure it out this is not the immaculate conception this is not poof pregnant no this is gross and violating and destructive right what what we see is a husband leading his his wife into the mall, right? Uh, we see him take the wedding ring off like a fucking piece of shit, right? Um, we see the claws run down her body. We see the eyes, right? There is this fucking... This is a horrifying experience anyways. The... The moment... There is this... I mean, it is fucking hard to watch this moment where she's talking to the Pope about, you know, being Catholic, lapsed face, whatever the fuck they're talking about. You don't even really pay attention. He's just like, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> there is just this, like, shadowy face in hand, just, like, pressing her face, and she's being bounced and jostled. Right. As she's trying to talk to the Pope. And it's one of those images. It just, it fucking, it was like a, a searing stamp, right? Like, you're getting branded. Just how the power of that image to repulse you. Um, and, and again, I, I think this is still a shocking scene, right? Uh, it is one of the trickiest wickets in all of movies. 
is how do you relay the trauma and pain of this event without being exploitative? Right. I I mean I I don't know this this, this scene is just I mean it's brutal fucking worse. it's brutal when she does the, now this is no dream this is really happening the eye like Mia Farrow does this like four times in movies where her eyes look like they're she going has, to explode like, out deeply, of her head like that's like always her secret weapon which I think is really good because she doesn't use it like she doesn't like but this movie when she does it it's yeah. It's actually it's actual fear. It's very fascinating. Well, it's again we we watch Rosemary constantly putting on this false front, right? Of kindness. When her eyes explode like that, those are the few moments in the film where she's just seeing it exactly as it is. Yeah, and she's not masking her reaction to the horrifying events before right. her. Um. Yeah, I mean that that scene is fucking brutal and scary and horrifying but again i think the the things to me where rosemary's baby really excels is again like you said the next morning where the husband smacks her ass to go start breakfast and then she has actual claw marks on her. yeah and he goes oh sorry i got a little out of control last night she goes you yeah you copulated with me she didn't say copulate whatever like, you fucked me? He's like, well, it was baby. Goes, right? What do you want me to do? Yeah, he's like, well, I didn't you? want to miss. He's like, also, I was loaded, too. And I was like, what the fuck? Dude. What the it's fuck? It's like the worst frack guy argument ever. That moment. Because they do this shot where you kind of just hold on the opposite side of the bed. And Rosemary's kind of, like, shrinking yeah. into herself, right? Feeling violated. And he reaches to touch her, and she recoils. And we don't see her face, and we don't have to. Because she becomes this avatar for the faceless masses. Who have suffered this. Um, in those moments. Those moments where. Like a Scooby-Doo cartoon. You find out. There is no atomic submarine guy. Killing. You know. Fucking coral reef land. Right. It's someone you know. And who is close to you. That's who did it. In every cut. In this movie. Are these people who are supposed to be helping her. Um, and especially her fucking husband, because her friends do try to help. Yeah. But they're constantly getting fucking blocked out by these fucking Satanists. Right. And even this, the other extra sad part, when someone tries to help her, they suffer a horrible fate. Like Hutch. Like Hutch. I can't. He died. Hutch trying died to trying help to like, Hutch died trying to help briefly regain kind of like puts her on the hunt. But yeah, Hutch is the one. Hutch is the. Had she not been friendly with him at the door and answered and let him in, Hutch wouldn't have died. So these are other things Rosemary has to carry along with this fucking Antichrist fetus. I'll tell you the saddest part about this movie Charles Grodin couldn't save the day. That's the real sad part. Charles Grodin looked like everyone's worst nightmare. We were like, this is what insurance got me. You walk in and see that guy. It's like, oh, tucked in golf shirt. Guy. Real Great. tiny mustache. Yeah. You could see the cock that Charles Grodin would become amazing at playing, like festering in this one. It's a small role. It, it did make me really happy to see Charles Grodin. It's always nice I, to see. It's always nice to see Charles Grodin. I would actually posit that. Dude, he has one of my favorite moments in the movie, though. Sorry for clapping. Like, I was fucking losing my mind. Uh, when she goes in and there is this fucking unbearable moment where Rosemary's spilling it out and they're Satanists yeah. and they try to do this and I knew it he came home with his makeup on he never does that she's spilling it out and you're like oh my god she went to this other doctor and is just telling him all this shit and we know it's true but you're like don't say it out loud you're gonna get you're gonna be in a straight jacket next scene and I won't be able to bear it again that the scariest thing to me in movies as I age is someone telling the absolute truth and then everyone not listening and punishing them for it. But he actually says, okay, he accepts what she says. And there is this beautiful moment on Rosemary's face, the fucking absolute relief. Like she's been dipped in a hot sauna, like a natural joy on her face. When he was like, there's a lot of creeps out there. Like you're like, Oh, thank God. Like we're all like, Oh, Charles Grodin's going to save the day. I knew he had it in him. Lays down and says, God bless Dr. Hill. Dreams about her beautiful kids surrounded by her lovely family. And wakes wakes up up. to this harsh, blinding light 
as Dr. Uh, you know, fucking Dingleberry Dr. and her husband come in. Yeah. Dr. Sap my will to live. Good Lord. Fuck that guy. Uh, and they just come in and he just won't even acknowledge. And then that, again, this movie is just layered on layered, right? So Rosemary's face just falls into this, of course, right? Of course no one will help me, right? It's my body. The way Saperstein just grabs her by the arm and walks Dude, her out. the perp walk he does. Groden and them. Groden. Yeah, I was just I, like, I was Groden, I'd be like, fuck? Hang on. He's just like, sorry, I think I'm just glad I could help Dr. Saperstein. And just doesn't even look at her. Rosemary doesn't get a yell at him. She doesn't even scream for help. The absolute defeat in that moment. Yeah. Realizing no one will help her. Uh, except for her. It's... That's the shit this movie does so well. Yeah. Is Mia Farrow's continual spring of hope just being dashed by someone who could easily make this better. And then and then they fucking sedate like the the birth through like the whole like thing of like sedating her and like giving birth like up to when she wakes up and asks where the baby is. It's interesting because, like, the first time you watch, I mean, okay, look, if you know how the movie ends, like, obviously it's not a surprise. But, like, think about, like, the first time you would watch something like that and be like, oh, wow, like, this really, like, this really is just this woman's paranoid delusions. Like, that's that's what this is about is this woman who's just suspicious because she's suspicious. Like, she doesn't understand people. She doesn't understand congenial her body's going her body's going through a lot of changes understand like congenial nice neighbors and you're like jesus christ like that's so like that's the part where you're like holy shit that's so sad like now it's not that it's the antichrist it's like okay what the fuck when the satanists come in they're like nope sorry baby died I was like, has she not been through enough? Yeah. Give her the fucking chance to be the mother hug. of Jesus Satan. Christ. That to me is one of those things. I feel like I forget that beat every time. Right. That's the part I'm she always wakes like. Up God, and for like five to ten minutes, she's wife, just like man. watching TV. She's watching TV and hears a baby cry. And she goes, is that a baby? And the old lady's like, no, no, no. Have a pill. It is relentlessly soul crushing it's horrifying and again maybe it's just because i'm in the headspace of we are now in the year 2022 in this exact same moment where these fucking shadowy fucking figures are just turning a lot of our sisters and wives and their daughters into rosemary's yeah. That it just extra offended me today. I found it like I found everybody so deeply offensive who like doesn't. It's not even like believing Rosemary because they all know what's what the deal is. Like what it is is not marking her or like dismissing her. Like we'll talk about it when we get to the scene. But like there is a moment like the last bit of the movie today. I was just like I always hated that beat. Not that I hated like it from a movie, but I always hated that woman in the beat. And today was no exception. Like today was even worse because yeah. of what's going on in the world right now. Well, I think this movie just really cuts through the bullshit, right? It's like so much things in our life, right? Everything is politics and political theater. You take your side and you fight as hard as you can for that side, right? I want to be right. Like our team's right. We know the right shit. Just peel all that bullshit away, right? Peel away the the talking points that you hear on podcasts, whatever. Just watch this fucking movie and watch the way that Rosemary gets dragged and pulled and touched and, and you know, people foisting medicines upon yeah. her, people tricking her into taking substances. People taking ownership over her body. her body when it's not theirs. Just watch that scene when her friend's like, pregnant women don't lose weight, they gain it. And we're sitting there like they forced this fucking thing inside of her and it's eating her alive. And knowing that everything is hurting her and lying to her. Just watch this movie as a thought experiment of, 
What do you think it would be like to live for even a week with that little control over yourself and your body and your person? And then just imagine extrapolating that fear out for a lifetime, um, especially in a moment that is supposed to be this this moment of the scene. Again, this fucking beautiful Mia Farrow scene, man. It's actually making me tear up again. But the scene when she gets the call that she's pregnant, she puts the phone down and does the E and she's so fucking happy. And then to just watch the rest of the movie is this fucking assault on her as a human being. Um, I just don't know how you can watch that and not be be moved and horrified. Yeah. And, and it's grotesque, man. Um, so, yeah, peel all that other stuff away and just do the thought experiment of how would you like to live for 10 months as Rosemary? And I think most people with a brain would say that would be fucking awful. Yeah. It would be awful, man. Unfortunately, most people who are involved in government don't have brains. That's the only political thing I'm going to say about this, other than fuck this. I just I just think we've lost sight so much because everything is so convoluted and everything feels like making deals with devils, right? Everything politics everything. is it's your, your side this. and you got to defend all or nothing. It's just fucking terrible, right? It's okay right? that and we, yeah. you don't have but to. But whatever, yeah. peel it all out, right? Take all of that shit out. Just think about an actual human being and how these fucking things affect them. I feel like this is a movie that should be shown to every child who is about to become a teenager and have access to cars and take people on dates and just... I think if more of us could put ourselves in that empathetic space of how fucking horrifying it is to not have control of your body that a lot of this would fucking change man and it it is in a movie that has the devil and murder like the i mean even the scene where the lady's found on the sidewalk is fucking horrifying um this is the thing that i cannot stomach when i watch the movie this is what makes my skin crawl um god just go back and watch the movie all the frames of people just putting their fucking hands on her yeah i mean again this is and okay so we all know it's the famous scene the end the ending is very like she what's what what have you done to his eyes you know that kind of shit this is the part that always and today was visceral like i was like actually angry about it was because look, like when you have you have a kid, like we just started taking our kid to preschool, and like there is that like odd fear of oh my kid is in school now, like I don't know what's gonna happen. Like he, there four hours. Your kid is out of your sight and protection. Four hours out of the day, he's not under my supervision, and like you trust other people inherently to watch your child. Mm-hmm. When um, I, I can't, I never remember the lady's name. But the woman, the older woman who is rocking the baby, who's baby starts. Luann? Lunita? Whatever. The, the old glasses lady. Yeah. The old glasses lady, when she's rocking the baby too fast. Like, this is the part that is all. Because this is it's supposed to, like, unnerve you in this way that's, like, so instinctual. But, like, to me, today, like, I'm always mad. And I'm always mad at her. But today, I was like, that fucking lady. This is like that's the ultimate. That's like the, instead of it being this weird thing of like, oh, Rosemary's accepting of the fact that she's the mother of this child who happens to be the Antichrist. That's not even what it is. Like today, it was today for me. It was like this is the modicum of control she has. Like she is the one who can soothe this child. You cannot because you're just some fucking old bitch who has no idea what they're doing and rocking this child, shaking it until it. Who knows? You are not. You are not looking out for the well-being of this child because you don't understand what yeah. you're doing, and that's well, what. How about when she is finally admonished and they like go? Yeah, and she like she walks past Rosemary and puts her get that out. fucking tongue out. I'm like Rosemary, like snap that shit out of child. her mouth. This whole final scene, fucking, just a a a whirlpool of emotions going yeah. on in me right. 
So not only Rosemary is just so crafty in this movie too, the Scrabble anagram and trying to fucking make it work. She gets the knife. She goes in the apartment. The thing that really just kind of slaps you in the face looking at it this time. Rosemary is coming into this room. She's been wronged by all of these people. Yes. She knows they're fucking lying baby thieves, right? And Satanists and that whatever happened, happened. The bassinet is this giant fucking hot topic art piece. So it's giving off bad vibes, right? right? She comes in with that knife and a couple people raise their voice. No one rushes to disarm her. No. They have taken so fucking much from her. And it's one of two things. Either it doesn't matter because they'll just get another Rosemary and try again. Or they have taken so fucking much from her that they just make the gamble that she's not willing to take the very last thing from herself, no matter how horrifying what's in that bassinet is. And so watching Rosemary recoil in horror at this you know, what have you done with his eyes? No, no. See, I've God. always see, I always taken that moment of why they don't bum rush her as this. Um, it has more to do with the. It's like they all know that she's going to see the eyes like they they like it's like they almost anticipate that reaction in some way. The other side of that also is they're all old and know they can't take her because she has a knife. That is the other. I mean, that is the other part there's of it. like 10 of them. <laughs> There's, I mean, they all had no problem jumping her ass on the bed when she was pregnant I suppose and wrestling around. So I just, there, there's something so fucking demeaning about that moment that she does not, even with a weapon, they give her no fucking agency yeah. in the moment. And yeah, when she's so fucking horrified and they're, hail Satan. And then you hear the old lady, hail Satan. Hail Satan. And her fucking garden party voice is like shivers. Hail oh, Adrian, yeah. right? It's... You just watch this this woman just sink into this unreality. It's and you watch her doing the math of how everything she's lost and what's been taken from her. And when you watch her walk to that bassinet and she just goes, You're rocking him too fast. And she even tells the old bastard, she's like, You're trying to make me be his mother. He goes, Aren't you his mother? And you can just fucking see in her face that she has relented. The final, very last bit of choice and freedom removed. Um, as if it's just this foregone conclusion that she didn't have control over. Uh, or maybe she did. I don't know what you make of that. Did Rosemary have agency in that? Was this just something that was going to happen? Or did she make the choice? I think you're not taking anything I else. I think at the me. end, she makes the choice that like you've taken everything else. You're not taking this. Like if anybody's going to be this child's mother, yeah. it's me. The wish fulfillment element for me is that I'll raise this kid to be like 10. He'll start getting them powers. Yeah. And then we're going to have a fucking Satanist barbecue because, you know, you work for us. Right. That that is the dream scenario. Uh, you, for always, the you always hope. Sequel, you know? the, the sequel of this movie, which we did not know exist, and we will be watching on YouTube. Maybe we'll throw it on for everyone to watch with us. Uh, we watched a couple minutes. It looks rough. It looks. But um, it's look what happened dude, to Rosemary's baby. What a title. Even even this, when Rosemary drops the knife, Ruth Gordon runs over and picks the knife up and like tries to remove the fucking knife hole from the floor. Yeah. And then just tosses a tea at her. Here, drink this. It'll calm you down. Did you put anything in it? She's like, no, it's just tea. Like, now she doesn't even do the, like, neighborly voice. Right. Now she just fucking, you're nothing. Well, right? you know what, too? Rosemary watching people walk over to the bassinet, that fucking there is this, tall, like, slick-haired guy. The other thing, too, that I thought about this time was there is this, like, level of jealousy amongst all these old ladies who are just like, oh, I can't carry yeah. the chat of Satan. I'm not good. And yeah. I'm like, no, you are not. Again, because you want it. Yeah. You can't you be the carrier you can't of be the, the Antichrist. You have to nurture. It. And that's what makes Rosemary special is she's she ends the movie knowing she has to nurture this child. However way that whatever way that means. Yeah. Well, the original sin of a husband just throwing her to the fucking devil is the spark, right? That might as well be the sperm hitting the egg is the that sin 
right? That I am so willing to get something I want that I will betray this person who I've made an oath to. Um, I think, I think that stuff just really leapt out today. Right. Definitely. Um, there's so many things in this movie that I find abhorrent, right? Like just the way the neighbors just fucking rush into her apartment. Too much, too much. I mean, it's just, it's hard, man. Like one of the hardest scenes, right? They have a party where she's like, I just want young people, right? Only young people invited. And the husband's kind of being a cock, right? The girls get her in the kitchen and they're like, we're going to fucking figure this out. Lock him out. And he starts going in on her friends. He's like, those bitches, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just talking mad shit. And Rosemary's standing up for herself. She's like, this is fucking wrong. I know. This is my body. I can feel it. This is fucking wrong. Right. And it's a little thing that I never quite put any stock in before. But in that very moment, for the first time since she was impregnated, her pain stops. Right, yeah. And that one little thing leads to a montage of her back to happy, docile Rosemary. Drinking the drinks, having the friends, the olds over, whatever. And it's such a, what I never really thought about before in that moment. So was that just the devil like, fuck, the jig's almost up. Stop making Oh, it no, I never thought about that. No. Why did it stop in that exact fucking moment? To me, it's... Oh, to me, it's always been Rosemary. Rosemary finally takes this active role and saying, like, I'm not drinking that fucking tea anymore. I'm not doing any of these things. Like, her taking that on herself is that... That is the relief. That is where the pain. So by standing up for herself, she stops the pain and then is doomed. Absolutely. That could be. See, I took it as the devil stopping it for a beat. And he's like, all right, we milked enough of her, you know, willingness. Well, I think that's. And then it's like, fuck, it didn't have to hurt that fucking bad. That's what it is. Like, like, they've taken everything they can to that point. So why wouldn't she then go, oh. Hey, I don't know. Possibly. To your point, though, the movie is constantly reminding us that it's not the devil who set all this up. The devil didn't no. get her to go this below deck and do guy. This. So the fact that Hollywood, her trying Hollywood to be guy. decent to herself leads to the pain, I feel like is more in line with the movie, man. It's just... I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just so constantly... Every time I watch it, I'm just so re-enamored with it. Yeah. It does so many things so exceptionally well. It is such an iconic, horrifying movie. Elevator pitch. Image. We all know the big beats, right? This movie's over two hours long. This movie does not have a lot of gotchas. It's not scares. It's not particularly This is about dread, man. This is about constant and eternal dread. If they did this now, it'd be called slow burn. Yes. Right? Uh, which is kind of one of those, like, critics speak, like, we want to say we hate this movie, but we don't want to <laughs> say that out loud. Um, and I'm just enamored by how much this movie fucking gets under my skin, right? Digs the fucking claws in. And I cannot stop thinking about this movie for days every time I watch it. It's... I think now I'll be I'll be thinking about this for the next few days, particularly because of what's going on in the world. I I think that's something that the best horror stories do. Right. They 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 touch on this universal fear and then the really great ones find a way to bring it to such a a human level. Right. Um, This is fear of nature, fear of self, both. But Mia Farrow becomes such an absolutely perfect uh, empathy vessel that you just can't help but go on this just fucking roller coaster ride. So while a movie might be kind of slow burn and take its time, to me, I feel like I'm falling down the biggest hill on a roller coaster and I hate it. It makes me feel uncomfortable in my own skin, which I think is the fucking point of the movie. Um, Guys! That's it for Rosemary's Baby. It'll never all the way be it, man. This is one of those movies I can honestly say I'll be watching till the day I die. 
Um, just one of the all-time great movies. That's also it for Sorry. Shitty Neighbors. Yeah. Sorry if that got a little intense at times, but hey, man. Uh, it's where we live Sometimes right life, emul- life changes the way you look at art, right? Uh, that's it for Bad Neighbors Month. This was a fucking wonderful journey. Uh, we have not yet decided all the way on our June lineup. It is the birthday month of one of the great human beings who's ever lived. Definitely a great neighbor you would let in to bring you smoothies. Me. Myself. So, I'm guessing it's going to be Alex giving me just a cinematic gift. Just a month-long celebration of me. Just made me so uncomfortable, the way you phrased that. I, I, you, you referred, I don't you know. You referred to do yourself we do in all the third the... person like The Rock, so, you know. <laughs> well, I said me. I didn't say... Anywho, I know <laughs> you like the neighbors and Rosemary's baby should bring me gifts. Just not duplicitous ones. Good ones. You got it. Maybe we do all the planet of the apes. Maybe we do all the aliens. Maybe we do all the Highlanders. I don't know. Alex, the world is my oyster. Well, that's the point of presence. They're surprises. We'll see. Or we just don't do that at all. Oh, who knows guys. You will know as soon as we know. Uh, so guys, again, Go to patreon.com slash pod so you can make sure to be finding more awesome episodes and commentaries, mini-series, uh, all kinds of fucking awesome shit we're doing over there. And you get to have your voice heard in the movies we discuss over there. So, guys, we thank you so much for the support, those of you who already do. Thank you for those of you who are about to. The YouTube is Film Alchemist. The email is filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. We're on all the socials you're on. We're easy to get a hold of. Reach on out. Talk to us. Uh, we like it. We're we fun. likes it. Also, guys, easy thing you can do to help uh, DIY podcasts like us, man. We do all the work. We're fighting an uphill battle. Just leave rating and reviews wherever you find it, man. Five-star, couple sentences. It seems so annoying that every podcast asks you. But for pods like us, it really does helpful. mean the world. So thank you for uh, you guys listening and all the great stuff you do for us. We will be back to celebrate me uh, in whatever form that chooses. Right? Like Ghostbusters, choose your destroyer, Alex. You got it. As you acknowledge me like a pro wrestler. Oh, you will be acknowledged. I'm Josh Griffey. Bye.